instead of panicking, we ended up pivoting, right? And we pivoted yeah. straight in. We're like, hey, this is something we want to get into 10 years down the road. Let's just go ahead and do it now. And so we put ourselves yep. in rooms uh, where people who are also investing in multifamily yeah. that looked like me and, and sounded like me and looked like Susie and sounded like Susie. So I was like, no, yeah. if these people look and act and sound like me, like, why can't I do what they're doing? Welcome to the Threefold Real Estate Investing Podcast. This is the podcast where you'll not only learn how you can achieve massive success in multifamily real estate investing, but also how you can simultaneously pursue great relationships with your family and a better walk with God. You can achieve financial freedom through real estate investing without sacrificing the relationships that mean the most to you. Now, here's your host, Lee Yoder. Welcome back, Three Full listeners. I hope you're having a great week this week. Uh, we've got two great guests joining us today. Susie Sevier and Michael Barnhart are joining us from the great city of Dayton, Ohio. Just north uh, from where I am, we have a bunch of stuff in Ohio. They're normally not in Dayton. If you know them, you're wondering why they're not gallivanting all over the world because that's uh, what they do a lot of, um, make us all jealous uh, with, with, with their pictures. So we'll get into all that. But um, first of all, a little bit about them and their real estate background, then we'll bring them in here. Uh, they are the founders of Adventurous Real Estate Investors. They specialize in a different ROI. Uh, that's return on impact. They host the Adventures of Real Estate Investor podcast, and they host a monthly meetup for real estate investors living overseas and investing in the United States, which is what they've done a lot of. So Susie and Michael, uh, thanks for joining us today. It's a real pleasure to have you on. Yeah, absolutely. We're really excited to be here, Lee, and uh, we're excited to be living closer to you now so we can uh, see yeah. I know we're, we're hosting a meetup and we are hoping they can get down that, um, you know, busy people. We'll see if they're able to uh, make it down, but we're going to connect uh, for sure. Now that, uh, you know, we're living next to each other, but Hey okay. guys, real quick, let's, let's go all the way back. Um, I, I know you guys were, you know, busy professionals, Michael, I think you just got your doctorate not too long ago, right? So PhD, congratulations on that. So you got other stuff going on. What, what got you into real estate? How did you guys get the bug? And then maybe just tell us just a little bit of kind of your quick story of, of your progression into real estate. No, yeah, I'd love to. Um, so our like start happened when we were living in Cambridge, England. So all the way across the pond. And yep. it started because of COVID, actually. Um, when COVID occurred, everything shut down in the UK and much longer than in the US. But Michael and I were like, okay, well, what are we gonna do? So we started a mini book club, and one book led to another, which was Multiple Streams of Income by Robert Allen. And the whole second section talks about real estate investing. Michael's like, read this right now. Like, this is what we have to do. And I was like, okay. So from there, we looked online, found bare pockets from military to millionaire. And then it kind of spider webbed from there, right? Like we found virtual meetups, virtual conferences, and we dove in like with as much enthusiasm, like as we could, yeah. because we knew that the lifeline, like our dead stop was when everything stopped being virtual. So that's all we did was virtual everything, mm -hmm. educating ourselves as much as we can so that we could like take down a deal like in the time period that we had, right? Because we noticed right away um, that the US was like, you cannot shut us down. And so we didn't really know how long virtual anything would happen. Or less. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you got the book, so you guys are reading the books and you're like, all right, like Michael, sound like you first, like, this makes sense. Like the numbers make sense. Like, how did I not know about this before? Kind of that, that bug that everybody gets like, th th this is awesome. I want to do this. But how the heck do you do that? Like, tell us just a little bit about how did you guys actually get started? How did you actually start investing? 
Yeah. So um, I'll briefly mention. So obviously, yeah, all the all the things you're saying, I was like, yeah, yeah it totally makes sense. And of course, they sell the book that's like, you know, you can buy real estate, no money down, blah blah. blah you know, like all the yep. things, right? So you're like, of course. Oh, sounds great. I'm gonna do <laughs> yeah, that. I'll do that. Uh, and so what we what we started doing is just going into you know, like learning, like Susie mentioned, like learning more about it. Uh, reading forums and stuff like that, um, trying to meet people who are also doing the same thing. And what we actually did was, we, I, I call it, we had like a false start uh, in single family. And so we, we were going to go the whole single family route, build up a single family portfolio, and then like kind of transition to multifamily down the road. Yep. Um, well, the market we were looking at ended up having like a little, um, a, a inland hurricane, a natural oh. disaster that occurred. And so we we're like, okay, uh, which is like kind of a sign for us, like, hey, you know, instead of panicking, we ended up pivoting, right? And we pivoted yeah. straight into we're like, hey, this is something we want to get into 10 years down the road. Let's just go ahead and do it now. And so we put ourselves yep. in rooms uh, where people who are also investing in multifamily yeah. that looked like me and, and sounded like me and looked like Susie and sounded like Susie. So it's like, yeah. oh, if these people will look and act and sound like me, like, why can't I do what they're doing? Right. So yep. just put yep. ourselves in those rooms uh, where you can, you know, you know, see yourself in other people. And you're like, well, if they could do it, I, I could definitely do it. Right. So right. Yep. getting, getting that, that confidence that. there. And then from there, we started building our network. Uh, and then, and then we just, we determine a market after that, uh, and then start telling everybody in these networking groups, you know, where we're investing, what, what property, what kind of properties we're looking for, like over and over and over again, because right. if you don't tell people what you're interested in doing, nobody knows. Right. And so right. we yeah. put all of our partners that way. Uh, and then we ended up, you know, getting an organic mentor that way as well, um, yeah. through introductions. Awesome. And then from there, we ended up closing our first property as the leads. And he was just kind of there. Um, on the sidelines, kind of helping us and coaching us through the whole process. That's perfect. That's right. Yeah. So did you have anybody like boots on the ground? Did you have other partners or just, yeah. Okay. So you're shaking yeah, your hands. Absolutely. Yeah. So when we, were, when we were telling everybody yep. about it as well, I was telling people on Facebook too. And one of my friends from uh, the Air Force Academy yeah. who went to school with me, like reached out and he was like, Hey man, I just left, uh, you know, the Air Force. I want to get into uh, multifamily as well. I'm a, I'm a real, uh, wholesale and a flipper right now, but I want to move that's into awesome. multifamily. I can be your boots on the ground. I was like, awesome. And that was yep. in Oklahoma City. And so that's why kind of Oklahoma City was our, our markets. Um, awesome. We're also yes. looking at those markets as well because they're solid, just solid, slow yeah. growth, cash yep. flow markets. We love it. So, yeah. Uh, it's for, yeah. I was wondering if that was going to be part of your story. And I, I think that's kind of key. It does help to have somebody boots on the ground. You can kind of do it from anywhere. But if you've got somebody on the ground now, it, that could be your property management company if you develop yep. a fantastic relationship and you really trust them. But having somebody watching them managing the manager on boots and that's great too and then you had that coach so that's really good i um i know that's kind of how your story continued so uh sometimes people get started through a team and they lean on that team but then they're like man now i'm gonna start investing in my own market i'm gonna do it all myself or whatever you guys have stayed kind of virtual because you've stayed you know overseas and, and around the world and you've kind of built it like that so let's jump in on that a little bit because um i think there's a real benefit to the way that you guys have done it because you're forced into building the team like that. And if you want to build a real business and if you want to give yourself the opportunity to scale, that's really the way you want to set it up. You know, I, I was, I started my own backyard here in Ohio, you know, where you guys are living now and it's a good place to invest, you know, a lot of similar characteristics like in Oklahoma city, you know, yeah, Midwest and stuff. And so I just started investing here and I could kind of do a lot of it myself. So I started really small and I did scale pretty quickly, but if I would have been forced to invest in Oklahoma city from Ohio, I would have jumped in that stuff right away because I knew I would want a property management company. So anyway, let's, let's kind of dig into that because I think that's really important. If you want to build a business and scale, you need to do the things that you guys have done, even if you are going to invest in your hometown. So let's talk about that a little bit. How do you guys set it up so that you are able to manage a multi-million dollar business? Cause that's what an apartment building is from afar. What yeah. are the things, 
you know, that, that you have to put in place to be able to do that and do it well. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to start off and just mention one thing. Now let Susie get into the systems and processes part of it. Yeah. And so like you, like you mentioned, Lee is like, you know, you need to have like a boots on the ground partner in the area or somebody there kind of like watching and things like that. And like, well, after closing the first deal, uh, and then learning more about a property management company, getting very intimate, intimately familiar with them, um, we realized that hey, we actually trust our property management company. Like we can, they're very transparent yeah. with everything. Uh, we know other people who use them as well, um, and so we continue to use them. And that's why we have stayed in Oklahoma, um, yep. mainly in Oklahoma yep. City, Tulsa, um, because we can rely on our property management company there. And that's one reason we haven't moved because like. Yeah, and we can find that same property management company somewhere else. We won't move a different market because we we trust them so much, that. and they're such an integral part of our business mm -hmm. as well. But uh, speaking of business and, and processes, I like kind of Susie mentioned. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. like a big part of it was just that we knew we needed to be organized, and a lot of people think to themselves, they're like, "Oh, well, I am organized," but like, no, like, like we really mean it, right? Like. There for our whole team, there is a Google Drive where they can find every single piece of information that they need. We also use Asana so that like I've heard of that. Yeah, at the beginning we were using Sauna with Michael and I for our acquisitions, and then we were like, "Wait a second, why don't we just use this for our property management company?" So we or not ours, but the one that we are working with. And so one by one, we were like, "Hey, you know, to the regional and onsite, like." I think it'd be really beneficial if we just had everything that was happening in the property in one place. And so we tried it with one property and then we tried it with another. And it was working so well that the CEO of the property management company actually was like, hey, I want to integrate Asana into all of the properties. Like, thank Ooh. you so much for doing this. Yeah, because yeah. you can put in tasks that have to be done to the properties with the invoices. If the invoices are approved, like there's this, yeah, by. who they're approved by. They're paid by. Who were they were paid by. They're like, you can put um, pictures in there. You can put, you know, their monthly newsletter in there. We like have our KPI link. We have delinquency and rent roll. Everything wow. is in one spot. And yeah. that's really what made it so easy because, you know, having email on your computer is completely different from having the email on your phone. Like 90% mm. of the time there's like, cool, the one attachment I want to pull up isn't going to open on my <laughs> phone right now, you know, yeah. but like, with Asana, everything is all in one place. And I think that is huge, even just from communication, right? I'm not going from my phone to a text to an email. It's like, hey, everything. All that, yeah. Like 95% of what you need can just be housed in Asana. Yes, if I need to type something out, you know, that's a paragraph one. I'm not doing that in Asana, but at least you're like minimizing the amount of time people are in their email. And that's something like, that entrepreneurs try to do at most, right? Like we're not, we're trying to get away from checking our email 47 times a day. Right. So it's nice to yep. be able to create something that can do that as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, great thing about that too, is you can communicate, like Susie's saying, like the message, like says a thread, like, Hey, we're putting a pergola in next to the pool. Okay. They upload the estimate. You say, okay, the estimate's approved, right? Everybody let's communications yeah. back and forth, back and forth, yep. put in the price and who's it, who is approved by and everything like that. Once it's put up, then they take a picture of it, it's finished. Wow. Right. So like you can see projects from cradle to grave um, yep. through there. Then you can go back and you know you have a reference of this, not digging through 575 emails that you yeah. had, you know, from three years ago. I'm like, oh, when yep. do we do that? Project? How much did it cost? Things like that, right? So yeah, so well, that's yeah, that's so good. And I think even during that communication, that's a great example of like a pergola. I, I just imagine an email coming across. You know, it probably starts with, um, you know, maybe maybe the girl on site sends you an email. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Okay, well let's let's bring this person in on it. Let's ask them. Okay, so CC them to that email. Okay, now the email goes over here. Let's send, you know. What you guys are talking about is everybody's seeing the same thing. Everybody's right there. Everybody sees it. So there's no question. Cause I, I can just think of so many times my partner and I like, well, 
wait, they said that, but, but does our, our, does our RVB, does our regional know about that? Have they been talking about that? Like, we, we don't know when it's just an email between a couple people. You guys are talking about a centralized location where everybody can see it. Everybody has that communication. I can imagine that is so helpful, uh, knowing that everybody's on the same page. That is so important. And then I, I love what you're talking about there uh, with organization, uh, Susie, and how imperative it is. And like, it's almost like a next level of organization. But while you were talking about that and bringing up Asana, what I noticed, like, you guys really helped out your property management company. And that's great. And I'm, I'm sure they're so uh, thankful for that. And it's really cool that you're able to do that. But like, that really helps you. I mean, yeah. you really got a partner with your property management company. The more you can do for them, um, it's only going to help you out. You know, I, we're, my partner and I were always talking about that. Like, you know, the guys and girls that are on site at our site, like we would love for their lives to be easier. Like, what can we do if you're, if you're struggling just to keep up, like we'll go, we, we've got some contacts. Let's go see if we can find a contractor that can come in and turn some units because we, you can't find it right now. And we'd rather you just keep up with maintenance. And so there's a lot of different ways, but I mean, you guys helped on like a global uh, scale for them, like, you know, uh, portfolio wide uh, to help them out. But man, it's going to benefit you guys and your properties, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. And there's still some things too, like you're mentioning, Lee, is like trying to find things that are more simple for your property manager and making things more streamlined. Every mm -hmm. time we go visit our properties, I always make it a point to like, hey, really engage and listen to yeah we yeah. have bi-weekly meetings with our on-site yeah. and our regionals but at the same time like we're not there right in their office space right so whenever we go visit which we do quite often now like monthly or something like that like we go visit and we like sit down and like okay what is you know what's going on day to day like what processes are they working on what things are they working on so like and every time i always find something we always find something that we're like when we'll make their life a little bit easier right awesome. and so right. We always try to, hey, is there something, we always try to encourage them to like, hey, is there anything that we can do right now to make your life easier? Is there something you need to, we need to purchase? Like somebody yeah. was like, oh, I could use a new printer. I, this one printer oh. is just taking too much Love time. Like they would never bring that up because like, oh, we'll just deal with it. Right. Yeah. But like it makes things a lot easier and then they can focus more on leasing, which is yeah. Or like turning units and things like that, right? So. Yeah. I love that guys. Um, Hey, did you, did you say Michael that you guys do have a weekly meeting? We do. Okay. Yeah, we do too. So let's jump into that a little bit. As you're for, what, what are the things, what are you covering in that weekly meeting? Just kind of from a high level, like, you know, if I want to check in on my property, what am I asking about? Is it, Hey, where's vacancy at? Or, Hey, what work orders we have? Like what are maybe just a, a you know, call them KPIs, the key performance indicators or however you guys do it. Um, what are you, what are you checking in week, week to week to make sure, you know, get some quick, I get some quick feedback on how's, how's the property really performing? Yeah, absolutely. So we have the property manager like fill out um, our KPIs every single week, <clears throat> excuse me, at the end of the week. And basically it has okay. like, we have all income in there. Oh, sorry. We have uh, leasing actions, right? We're sort of tracking leads. We're tracking um, how many of those leads get converted into um, applications, uh, showings, and then okay. print in applications and then are accepted, right? Or approved, right? So we're tracking all those numbers to see if there's any kind of hang up through that whole process from okay. intake through uh, through application, whatever. Okay. And then yep. from there, and then we're also looking at uh, income, right? So uh, collected rent income, other income that's collected uh, and also delinquency and they're kind of tracking delinquency. Hey, is there somebody carrying a large balance? Do we need to address that or something like that? Yep. Yep. Balance, maybe not. Um, and then from income, we move on to maintenance, right? Which, how many work orders are currently open? How many got completed this past week? Um, what how, units are open that still need to be renovated? Exactly. Which, yep. And then yep. in each week, they were, we were reporting exactly the unit number too. Like, so for five weeks, if unit number, you know, 63 has not been renovated, be like, okay, hey, what's going on with unit 63? Why is it taking more than five weeks to turn that unit, right? Right. So we can ask yeah. those questions, those deeper questions when we have the weekly meetings. Uh, and then we also track... Um, 
another thing too, it was attract burn off to loss to lease. Yeah. Um, so we mm. say, here's our market rent. Um, and then here is our average rent, right? And yep. what's that yep. in kind yep. of retracting the burn off every time we put in new uh, new residents, especially when you do rent increases too. And then another thing too, is like when we do like rubs um, or not yeah. rubs, but like utility bill back, uh, we see, okay, how many of the units are actually getting that utility bill back now? And so we can yes. track how takes uh in order to to kind of get all the units up to date with uh, utility bill back yeah um and then i guess beyond kpis we talk about like the projects that are happening at that sure. time the big projects bigger capex stuff yeah. yeah it all comes down to occupancy right for so much of it right if you, if you keep your building full now you, you guys were talking too, like hey yeah you can keep your building full and, and be 300 under market rent you know hey we could do better than that right but um, and so it's good to track that. That's what you were talking about there, Michael, with the, the loss to lease. Like, you know, if market rents a thousand and you're renting at 700, it's, you know, probably you are pretty full because nobody can find anything that cheap in the city. Right. So they're coming to your place. So it's good occupancy wise, but you could do a lot better. But if you're, if you're challenging market rent, at least on your, your new units coming, um, and you're staying occupied, probably things are going well, but when you're not, like you said, you're tracking each of those things. Well, is it, is it that we're not getting enough leads? Well, we, we, we can't, we can't get people in if, if no one's even coming to see the property. Okay. They are coming to the property, but we're not closing them. You know, somebody's not giving a good tour or not, you know, maybe advertising, you know, what's really good about this, this apartment complex. So we're, they're not closing people. So we're getting people on the property, but they're not applying, or maybe we're getting a bunch of people apply and they're all, you know, failing and, and um, not being approved. But yeah, that's all really good stuff because that drives the occupancy, which really kind of drives everything. And then you brought in uh, Susie, you know, talking about the open units. Well, we can't rent the units if they're not ready. So, you know, we may have seven vacant units and we're like, well, why do, why do we have seven? Well, five of them aren't even rent ready. So even if we get, you know, a couple filled, we'll have nothing more ready to go. And that's never a good thing. You know, you always want to have, if people come on and they want a place to to rent, you better have, you know, your your open units ready. You would, you would hate to have someone come on and want to live in your property and they can't, even though you have open units because they're not ready. Hey, Threefold listeners, just want to take a quick second here to promote our sponsor, a company that I'm a big fan of, I've done a lot of business, I'm a very happy customer of Prominent Title Agency. They are a full service title and escrow company licensed in Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, Tennessee, Michigan, and Florida. They handle commercial transactions of all types and sizes, including multifamily, retail, industrial, hotels, medical buildings, restaurants, gas stations, golf courses. They are very experienced and efficient in handling large portfolios, including multiple properties, and or multi-states as well as entity transfers in Ohio. My guy over there is Rob Calabrese. Uh, he is the division director uh, for Prominent Title Agency's commercial real estate division. Uh, being a licensed attorney and title agent in Ohio and Kentucky, Rob has strong knowledge of the complex world of commercial real estate. Uh, he also offers, offers legal services in all aspects of commercial real estate. Uh, guys, I, I, I've worked with Rob a lot. I'm, you know, we, we're getting a deal under contract now and, and I, Told the broker, I said, man, I really want to work with Prominent Title. Just trust those guys over there. Uh, they, they're great. They're quick. Love working with those guys. Now, back to the show. Um, what's your guys' portfolio look like today? Yeah, so um, so we have, oh, sorry, three in Tulsa. Okay. Uh, three awesome. in Tulsa, two in Oklahoma City. Okay. And we have an Airbnb portfolio in Arlington, Texas as well. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Totally yeah. like 500 units. And then uh, about we have eight units on, that are in development right now. So we're excited about that. So we're learning the yeah. ropes in development. Oh, it's cool, man. Just since COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. COVID gave you a launch. I mean, there's a few good things that came out of COVID for a few people. Totally. <laughs> That's it. one of the dedication. Yeah. It's really what yeah. it was. Yeah. Right. Right. That's awesome. Um, wait, th this has been really good stuff. I, I you know, I, 
I'm always harping on this to my listeners, anybody that will listen to me, um, just how important managing the manager is, getting the property management piece right. You guys highlighted that and, and I could not agree more. If you've got a good property manager, your property is going to do well, but there's so much that you need to do as the asset manager to set them up for success, to help them out and then to, to manage them, to stay, you know, to stay on top of them, you know, be the squeaky wheel sometimes, make sure, you know, they're, they're, they're paying attention because they may have a much broader portfolio and they, you know, you need them to spend time on yours uh, exactly. as much as is needed. So that's really good stuff. As we wrap up here, guys, um, I always like to ask uh, my guests, what would you say is the key ingredient for being a successful real estate investor? Uh, for me, it's a network. For sure. Yeah. I mean, that's how we got to start just networking and, and, and understanding or meeting, you know, people who are doing the same things we wanted to do and then kind of let, letting them take, take us under their wing. Yeah, I think yeah. that's great. Yeah, that's and I guess like, if you're transitioning, like, or doing two things at the same time, like just actually putting in the work. Like, I think that's the key. Like day after yep. day, even if it's 30 minutes. Like it's up. still a big deal. Yeah. Yep. That's kind of the entrepreneurial life, right? I mean, you're, <laughs> there's all, you can always be doing stuff. I mean, I, you know, I, you got to be really careful with this, but people say like, you know, Hey, if you haven't made it yet, like, what are you doing on a Saturday? You should be doing some stuff. And I, I think there's a balance there, but um, totally. there's some, something to that. Like that's what's different about entrepreneur. Like it doesn't, and sometimes it might be here and there, but there's a lot more upside there if, if, if you are willing to work hard like that. Um, what's well, good. Wait, while you guys are doing that, um, while you're working so hard, networking, doing all these things to have success in real estate, what would you say is a key ingredient to making sure you're having success outside of your work life? Um, I mean, this could be bigger than just people in real estate, but specifically for real estate entrepreneurs, what are some, maybe some things you guys are doing to make sure, you know, the things that are more important, your faith, your family, you know, th those things that you're having success there as well. So Michael and I actually have like a morning routine together because our green zones are in the morning. So that's the only reason we choose the morning. Okay. Um, so we do that together every morning, but then we also actually do like a Sunday sync. So it's like, Hey, what does our week look like? Um, work-wise, but then we also find time to fill in like gaps for us, right? Because that's a yep. big deal as well. Yep. Like when we know when what one another is working on, like we can be each other's cheerleader. We can right. like we know in advance if one of us has a busier week than the other. So like it's not coming the day of of like, oh well, I have all this stuff to to do today. It's like, oh, okay, well, I didn't know that. So I think it's just like constantly really checking in with one another to find out like how we can fill gaps, whether that, you know, is like going outside in nature or working out or just like spending time with one another. Yearly, uh, we sit oh, yeah. down, we sit down every year together and do um, like a yearly goal setting retreat. Yes. Uh, we kind of work through that over a couple of days and then oh, we yeah. align on each other on our goals because we have the same vision and we make sure that our goals to achieve that vision um, are kind of all aligned. And yeah. then we kind of like look at that quarterly and see where we're at. So yeah. Yeah, it's so good to set that up. But man, yeah, life can get in the way, right? And just kind of get carried away and you're like, feel like a leaf blown in the wind. But um, I think, you know, what you said, the morning routine, spending time together in the morning, uh, but then even Sunday, getting out in front of it and being even more proactive to say, you know, what's this week? My wife is so good about that. And I'm, I'm really blessed by it. That she's always saying like, you know, how can I serve you this week? And, and then, you know, I'll follow with that. How can, how can I serve you this week? But like you said, so you just, what do you have going on? How, what can I encourage you in? And if you know that ahead of time, you know, you're going to do so much a better of a job of doing that other than, oh yeah, you've got that going on. I bet you've been stressed about that, man. I wish, you know, I wish I would have helped you out and encouraged you totally. or talk to you about that. Right. It, it's so important. It's so good. That's what, that's what, you know, um, spouses, partners are for. Um, but, but it does take, I think that Sunday sink, I, I love even that term. 
it takes doing that because if you don't think about it, yeah, you'll just get carried away again, especially I would say for, I mean, maybe not especially, but entrepreneurs for sure. Uh, but probably everybody, I mean, anybody with, with busy jobs, with kids, um, I mean, yeah, it gets carried away. So it's really good. I appreciate you guys sharing that. Um, Hey, uh, I don't normally ask this, but you guys have been traveling so much. What are, what are some of the cool spots you guys have been to? I feel like I have to ask this. You've been to so many cool spots over the past year. The cool spot over the last year. Oh, I can answer that. Antarctica. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Like, it was just so cool to, so one, like the, there's no light pollution, right? So like when you go outside, it's like, oh my gosh, there are millions of stars without a telescope. It's so quiet, but then like the animals are so playful with you, like the penguins and such, like they'll come up next to you on the kayak because they're like, oh, you know, no one's ever heard us before, but you're new and we (laughs) don't know what you're doing. And so it was super cool to be able to experience yeah experience it all of it right like there was one morning or afternoon i guess technically and we were a lot of us were doing a polar plunge and just a whale came through the polar plunge like it's like like 20 yards away hey hey guys (laughs) (laughs) we're all jumping in there you know in the water that's incredible (laughs) yes that was cool that's amazing wow how neat um that's awesome well guys this has been really good again thank you for um sharing this with us um again i think even if you even if you're local, uh, this is how you should set up your business. I, I think, again, especially starting out, I, I think you've got no business being your own property manager, like on the big stuff, like get get a property management company. They're going to be such a good partner to you, but you've got to be organized like you guys talked about. You've got to set it up right. You've got to assist them, be a help to them and manage them well in order for them to do a really good job in your property to do well. So this has been really great stuff. Um, hey, guys, I, I forgot to mention... Um, so I know you guys are active on social media. I see you guys on, 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 on Facebook, LinkedIn, stuff like that. Anything else? And then I know it's um, Adventurous REI, right? So yeah. spelled out Adventurous and then REI, like realestateinvesting.com. Um, that's the best place to send people and then connect with you guys on, on social media? Yeah, absolutely. So if you just go yeah. to adventurousrei.com forward slash info, that's info, like a landing yep. page where you can go to okay. all the social media handles and everything like that. Oh, there. perfect. Okay, perfect. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. That makes it really easy. Uh, well done. Okay. Well, hey, again, Susie and Michael, thank you guys so much for joining us today. It's been really helpful. Yeah. So, thank, thank you. Thank you. you. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Take care. Thank you for joining us for another great episode. I hope you'll take action on what you've learned today. If you enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving Lee a five-star rating and review and check him out on threefoldrei.com. Until next time, First Timothy 617.